back, Victor. Perhaps let's just start with that story about Cameroon and Paul Beer winning uh, by 71% in an election uh, that uh, puts him beyond a 36-year rule. How is the business community going to react to this and uh, more so the IFFs? Well, what can it do? The problem is once it comes, morning, Tapiso, the problem is once it comes from an election, even if we know that Paul Bia is Africa's oldest president, he's been in office for since 1982, by the way, he's now won this controversial election, but as I say, government already tightening security in the capital and eruption, eruption of violence, as you know, there's an Anglophone region that's trying to break away and form that Ambazonia, a separate country, because they believe they are marginalized, their interests are not served by the government of Paul Beer. But 71.3%, you know, this election was a long time. It happened a long time ago. The elections took a long time to come through. Maurice Kamto, who was one of the major leaders, was far second with 14.2%. This is the man, by the way, who had declared that he had won the election. They went to court to challenge. The court dismissed them because they wanted a re-election. So I guess the business is just going to have to deal. They, they have dealt with him for a very long time. So they, life, life goes on, I'm afraid. But it's a crying shame that we should be having an 85-year-old looking to rule for seven more years. So by the time he leaves office, he will be like President Mugabe in a way. All right, let's talk about Uganda's government and Tala Oil there in a dispute for $900 million. Yeah, this is the story that's never going to go away. Tala Oil, just to give context, is a a London-listed company, an Irish company listed in London, and they can be credited with breaking through. Ghana is an oil producer today because of Tala Oil. They're one of the first companies to come in. They always somehow, though, Tala Oil seems to find themselves in a dispute with the revenue authority about how much tax was due. And as I say, it's not the first time. Already 10 years ago, there was a dispute. So one-third of $900 million that Talo expects to get from this transaction. But it's just, it's just one thing about Uganda, that although it's an oil producer, 6.5 barrels of oil with between 1.4 and 1.7 billion recoverable in 40%, it is... It is always going to find itself in an uncertain environment because somehow the Revenue Authority has a record, especially with Tala Oil, of disagreeing or disputing how much they should have been paid. So this is not the only case, as you know, in, in Nigeria, MTN facing a similar thing where the Revenue Authority or the central bank always will come in and say, you owe us money that you should have paid us. I don't have a problem. I'm sure URA, the Revenue Authority, has a right to claim whatever money is due, but it's how they keep doing it, especially with Tala Oil, a major investor, always, always being hit by controversy. And just a quick one on this, uh, Mauritius winning the Capital Finance International Award for Best Central Bank Governance. What are the qualities that made them garner this award? Critical assessment, obviously. Governance is, is just more predictability. The regulatory stance, the judiciousness of their policies, as they say, a well-deserved award, as you know. Mauritius, 
adopted best prudential practices. A small country that knew that by making itself a very attractive destination, especially on financial markets, it will come through. But it's commended for, among other things, its monetary policy, reviewing the network for for on an ongoing basis and having a very sound bond market. So it's it's just what has always set Mauritius apart. The number one place to do business in Africa, a small island setting the example one more time. Thanks a lot, Victor. Victor Homuswana, author and director of Africa, is open for business.